You look better than when I first met you. 
gates bless you, my brother. It's good to be here and, and dealing with what God has given us. I also want to thank my beautiful wife. And most of all, I want to thank the visiting church in Mount Zion and those that did come. God bless you. And most of all, my greater Miss Fong. And God is still in the blessing business. I'm going to do like, uh, let's see, okay. Uh, don't nobody get to go home till 7. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I'm just saying, if you don't mind. But since you do, you didn't say amen, so that let me know you do. I won't be here that long. But four years, and I remember your acceptance. I was there for your 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 your, new, your call, your walk, your 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 commission, and I, I've always followed World Redemption Center as God has continued to bless you. And it was good to hear. And I, you, I hope you inspired all people. It was good to hear. What God can do with willing servants. Amen. Amen. He will bless you beyond what you thought you could be blessed. Yes. He takes you above what we think is great. Yes. He'll take the small and make it larger than what we call large. When you got some faithful folk. But I'm glad to be here today. And today I'm, I'm, I'm going do a little, little, little different stuff. I'm acknowledging and going to preach your theme. And I'm going to also preach your theme scripture. But when I'm through, I'm going to change the theme. All right, all right, all right. Your theme says, becoming a beacon of light for the world. Your scripture of Isaiah 49 and 6 says, Indeed, he says, it is too small All right. a thing that you should be my servant to rise up the tribe of Jacob and to restore the preserved one of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Amen. Amen. Becoming a beacon of light for the world. One of the things that we wrestle with today is what are we in the world? We we wrestling with that as as children of God, yes. because the, the the world in its darkness, yes. 
is still trying to consume us and invite us into their enticing ways. And we're supposed to be different than the world. But we got issues wanting to be with the world. Even though the Bible tells us be ye of the world, but you're not in the world. But yet we still got some issues about this world thing. If you look deep down inside of yourself, you don't have to look at nobody else. Look at you. You got to ask yourself, what is my view of the world? Do I have a view that the world is all right with God? Do I have a view that I am a friend to the world? Do I have a view that me and the world is integrated into one another and it's all right to play their game? Because my worldview will dictate what my life going to look like. My worldview is going to dictate how I will engage my life. See, becoming is a word of transition. I have a transition. See, when we talk about transition, we talk about a transcending God. See, you don't have a permanent at one spot God you have a God that is gradually moving you through time and space he's not saying I'm the same I'm the same yesterday today and forever but what you haven't got to is my present and future you remember what I did in the past but I'm not going to always do it the same way in the present but I'm also going to prepare you for the future. So I got a transcendent God. So when we look at the word becoming, then when we look at Isaiah 6, but you can't just pick it out, they pick the theme out of the verse, but you got to use the whole pericope of what the really the scripture is saying. So you got to go back to verse 1 so that God can show you what he was really talking about. But not only do you got to go back to verse 1, sometimes you got to go all the way back to chapter 41 of Isaiah and saying, what is God really saying? And God had one message from Isaiah 41 through 49, actually 50. He said one word. Listen. All them chapters are saying one thing. You need to listen. You so busy talking and walking and acting, you ain't heard nothing I said. He's saying, the reason my son is coming because Israel didn't do what I called them to do. So don't get mad at the Jews. That's why y'all so mad at Adam and Eve. You did it too. You flopped. He said, Israel didn't do, watch this, what I created them to do. 
That was when I brought the world to them. They were supposed to let their light shine and reveal me. Oh, I think I'm talking to some folks. Today. I, 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 I don't think it, I think the Israelites are transcended to the present because just like them, we are doing the exact same thing. The word that admission that He done called us to do. Since the world is so absorbed with us. Israel let the world take them. And God said, I'm through with you. You see, this help you get to the future. Why do you think Jesus got to come back? Amen. Because the God got all light. Ain't doing what it's supposed to do. And he's going to say, I'm through with you. If we got a transcendent God, then we must understand that transcendence means that God is not saying you are becoming. God really saying you already is. And the problem with us is we don't want to be who we supposed to be. We keep trying to say I'm transcendent or I'm becoming. You need to get that word and put it somewhere else because you don't have to become you already. Glory gets you. You don't have to worry about are you a church or not. All you got to say is we are. And when you become who I am, then you all go ready to have what God that called you to be. You're going to be a light to the world because you're already. And if you're alive and well, 
and you got a transcendent God. You got a person that you're supposed to be in the past. Because the day you step into eternity, you start walking. Maybe you need some examples. See, I'm talking about a transcendent God. He started off just God all by himself. Then he went to Egypt and plucked out the Hebrew slave. He said, build me a place of worship and you're going to be called a tabernacle. When that got too little and you didn't honor that no more, he said, build me a temple that I have what I did. When that quit functioning the way it should function, he said the synagogues, that's the babies of the temple. I'm going to transcend it all into a newness of what I need for today. World Redemption Center. The reason why you the church is because when Jesus said this is no longer worthy for what I needed to do. I'm going to transcend the synagogue and the temple and I'm going to call it the church. But in my church, not only do the light shine in a building, my church, my light going to shine in the body of Christ. My church is not just going to be made of brick and marble. It's not going to be made of wood and stone. My church, when I say my life, is going to be housed in my church. I'm going to place my church inside of your heart, inside of your mind. And I'm going to transcend you and everything that it used to be. You are it. And more. So when he said that he was going to take him and make him delight to the Gentiles, Jesus became part of God's transition. All right, all right. When you look at the Bible, notice what he said in John 1 and 11. He said, I came to my home, but they didn't receive me. He said, I'm coming for my own and they not going to receive me. He said to the church today, I keep telling you that keep on going because I'm coming for my own and don't you do what they need. You need to receive me. See, this is why you sing about his grace. Because one thing I love is when he come back, you ain't got no choice. Either you have or you have not. And if you have not, you can't go. Because he said, I gave you plenty of time to receive me. Transit with God. Of becoming. And then he says, Another key word, being a beacon. 
In the dictionary terms, a beacon is an instrument in ships and airplanes. They use beacons for navigation through storms and through rough weather and through times that you might just flat get lost. See, that beacon is a permanent structure that is designed to do what it's designed to do right. for ships and planes and things that needs its help. Jesus said, you are my new beacon, my permanent fiction in this world that has lost and need direction. And you are my instrument that is producing the light to show them the way back to where they need to go. You are not just here. You are a beacon of light. And that beacon of light is a permanent structure that is designed to help the lost come back to where they need to be. It is designed to penetrate through the storms of the world. It's designed to show them which way they need to go. It's designed to point them in the right direction. It's designed to show them what weather is designed to encourage them, to bless them, to show them, to let them trust them. It is a perfect structure here. Some of us are part of this Shekinah glory. 
about the church. When it starts to realize what it is, then the saints will get together. Instead of fussing and fighting, instead of trying to figure out who's going to be King Kong or Godzilla, instead of running around saying I'm better than Batman or Superman, when the church starts to understand that we are a beacon, can you stand on your street corner and be your beacon? Can you stand up in the stadium and be that beacon? Can you go in the classroom and be that beacon? Can you go there at City Hall and get on the play on the on the on the step and praise your God? You be that beacon. He said, I sent you into the world to be a beacon. Jesus and the pardons of your sin. This would be a fantastic time. Yeah, you get to know 